Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, here we are. Episode 950. Uh, I think it's episode 7. Our children have gone to college. Wow. Yep. It's the future. Could we afford it? College by then? Yeah. Mm. It's probably like a million dollars a year. It's probably like a dystopian society where college is held like in like the community secret underground teacher's lair. Have you and seen the Hunger teaches, Games? She teaches college. No, I haven't seen There's the no Games. college in the Hunger Games. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Welcome to the Hunger Games Appreciation Podcast. This is episode one. Uh, Matt and Dory's. Fire Catching Fire. Hunger Games Adventure. Uh, Mockingjay. No, it's episode seven. Yeah, episode Lucky seven. Lucky seven of the uh, excellent adventure. Thank you all for uh, enjoying this podcast and listening to it. We've got... To welcome some new listeners. Some people have subscribed recently, and we appreciate that. Uh, I more than Dory. Um, what? Just because I'm uh, better at uh, being a person. Oh. So, 
Whoa. What? Rude. What? I meant podcaster. You're a better person. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, we're in for a treat today. Uh, but, no, but seriously, thank you all to our new listeners and to everyone who's left us a rating or a review on iTunes. And a special thank you to everyone who's pre-ordered Dory's book. Yeah. Oh, my God. Should we reveal already what happened? Guys, the book jumped from one million and something. Like 1.4 million. To? Like 43,000. Wow. Yeah. That goes to show you what ordering about 25 books can do for someone. I know. I mean, we don't know exactly how many books were ordered. No idea. But it still still looked pretty cool. Yeah, no, it was really exciting. I, mean, I texted Matt really excitedly. So thank you all for doing that. We appreciate it. The only way we really can know that you're listening is by subscribing and emailing us and pre-ordering Dory's book. Yeah. Yeah. That's a startup, a novel by Dory Schreier, available <laughs> on Amazon. <laughs> Um, well, I guess we should catch everyone up on, on what's been going on. Yeah, not a lot this week. Real low-key week. What? Yep. Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. You're doing that thing where you're being sarcastic. Yeah. Uh, what do we tell them? Well, we did the embryo transfer on Wednesday. We had We placed an embryo inside of Dory. And by we, I mean a doctor, a lab tech, and a nurse. Yeah. It was really something. And you got to wear a spacesuit. I got to wear a full gown of, uh, you know, head to toe. Got They covered my booties up. It was a jumpsuit. Yeah, it was a very uh, crotch constricting jumpsuit. Matt has a very long torso. I do. I have the torso of a seven foot tall man and the legs of a tiny dancer. The nurse thought it was hilarious. Nurse was having a great time with my uh, uncomfortableness. Really something. Yeah. And I thought they'd forgotten about me. Yeah. So we went, uh, it was Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. So we assumed everybody was trying to get out of there anyway. But they sure were taking their they, sweet you know, ass time. Ringler is busy, is a busy doctor. He's busy doctoring all day. He was doctoring all day. So we went in, we, you got to eat beforehand. I did. That was a pee. treat. I did. And I got to keep my top on. And you got to keep your top on. Big bonus right there. Big bonus. Because they only need to handle the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, presumably they only need to handle the bottom previously. Although, I guess when they're putting you under, you can't wear anything. I guess not. I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know why that is either. Yeah. Hmm. But. Uh, All of our medical professionals who are listening, please enlighten us. Why that? Yeah. Um, no, it's great. Uh, they well, did so a good you, job. you sat in on it. I got to go into the room, the operating room. How was that was for you? OR. Was that where you had Yes, that was where I that extractions? Was, that was where the retrieval occurred. Interesting. Like, but the lights wonder? were on when the retrieval occurred. Yeah, they probably wanted it to be romantic. More cuz the retrieval I feel like is uh maybe they're putting on a show cuz like, oh, there's someone else in here. Let's put on the a NS show and turn the Oh, you mean on Wednesday yeah. they were putting on a show? I thought maybe it was that the embryo can't be exposed to light. Mm. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. It seemed like the embryo was under its own light. It had an incubator. It had a light under the yeah. microscope. And we saw it. They gave us a picture of it. They gave us a picture of the embryo. They also let us see the embryo before the transfer on a large flat screen television that apparently was connected to a microscope. Yeah. 
Science is cool. Yeah, so we saw that and uh, we put it in. Um, it was good. The uh, nurse was a big fan of the Goldbergs, so that was oh yeah, that, that was, was cool. Nice. Really, Leslie Murray takes off his pants. Dirty. There you go. Um, yeah, so I. How was it for you? Was it uncomfortable? Was it comfortable? Um, was the recovery okay? How'd you feel? It was uncomfortable, but not particularly painful Mm -hmm. um it was like it was like a prolonged slightly more invasive pap smear yeah with more instruments it was lengthy yeah but it wasn't as lengthy as i thought it was going to be they said it was going to take 45 minutes and i think it took about 15 they really said it was going to take 45 minutes yes it didn't seem to take that long no it didn't it took like 15 minutes yeah no in and out but then it was just, it was, it's like, it is weird being awake for all that because like every time Ringler would be like, mm, wait, no close up. I'd be like, oh no, did he lose the embryo? Like, did he drop the embryo? Yeah. I was thinking about that too. Cause the embryo is in like a, in a syringe with a long, um, it's a catheter applicator tube. I'll call it an applicator tube. Okay. It sounds more pleasant. Uh, and I was just imagining like. Someone getting bumped and then like squirting yeah. the embryo on the floor. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, there we do goes that, that embryo. Yeah. I mean, of all people, Ringler seems like one of the least likely candidates to do that. Yeah. If they did that, what would what would happen? Would they? Do we sign papers that somewhere in the paperwork is a clause for if they accidentally spill the embryo on the floor? I bet there is. I'm sure there's something that's like, you can't sue us no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. So we did it. Put it in. Uh, and, you know, home. like like all of these other procedures where they were like, you might have spotting. I didn't have spotting. What is spotting? When blood comes out of your vagina. Oh, grody to the max. I said vagina. Uh, the, I, the blood is what I objected to. Oh. Um. Uh, so, yeah, so I didn't, I, I, I didn't really feel that. Was that the day we got bad. Genghis Cohen? Yes. Yeah. That is the day we got Genghis Cohen delivered. Yeah. I got some egg drop soup, no pun intended. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what you were craving. I was. And I was then... craving, tra- craving Chinese food and specifically egg drop soup. And I got some mushu, three flavor mushu. Yep. And a burrito. That I didn't eat. Yeah. And you got some rice that didn't look that tasty. And curry, shrimp curry fried rice that was, I would describe it as flavorless. Yeah. And then Dory reminded me that it's a kosher Chinese place. No, it's not kosher. Oh. I always thought it was kosher because it's called Genghis Genghis Cohen. And then I finally went there with Danielle Uh and I was like, Oh, there's like pork and shrimp on the menu. Oh, this yeah, place isn't kosher. In that, in that rice, that wouldn't make any sense. I think it's just like, oh, Jews like Chinese food. We're gonna yeah. call it Genghis Cohen. But honestly, I feel like that might be a, a, a mistake because people like me avoided it for a long time because I was like, ugh, kosher Chinese food. Yeah, what's that? That's even not like? gonna be good. Yeah, so I had yeah, I had some uh, flavorless rice, which uh, that's probably what makes it Jewish. A lack Ooh, of flavor. Sick burn. Honey, you know how I feel about your people's food. It lacks salt. Always. Which we learned when we 
inadvertently ended up watching like half an hour of a Jewish food documentary on public television. Hugs and knishes. Yeah, it was called Hugs and Knishes, and like all of the food was flavorless. All of it was. This guy was describing a thing his grandchildren love is he takes matzah. Crackers. It's matzo brai. It's delicious. And he soaks it in water for 20 seconds. Yeah, then it's what you eat for breakfast on Passover. And then puts egg. I'm describing it to people who may not know this. Okay, fine. Then he mixes it up with egg and he cooks it. He likes it well done. And then he serves it. And sometimes people want salt. And well, you I just know. describe the entire process to you. It was matzah, unleavened bread. And egg <laughs> with no seasoning whatsoever. Anyway. Well, you know, my parents don't even have salt and pepper shakers. Uh, like if, if you want to. I know that. If yeah. you want to put salt on your food, you have to get out like the the container of salt. The and salt they're like, container. it's it. We don't know where it is. <laughs> anyway. Well, your sister didn't have kosher salt when we cooked Thanksgiving over there last year. That's true. That was strange. I don't understand <sighs> all of this lack of salt. Well, we have plenty. Of, we have many varieties. We have of many salt. varieties of salt here. Come on over to Matt and Dory's. We have uh, sea salt. salt. <laughs> uh, we, we have coarse sea salt. Coarse we have salt, fine, fine sea, sea salt. salt. We have kosher salt. We have table salt. We have Maldon sea salt. Oh, we got it all. We have Norwegian sea salt. Yeah, you can, any kind of salt that we got in Iceland. Did we? Yes. I don't remember doing that. I bought it, and you were like, "Why are you buying salt?" Makes sense. I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, do you want so to do... It. We don't know if she's pregnant yet. Yeah. December 2nd. Which uh, is Friday. Which is Friday of next of this coming week, uh, the week you're hearing this, Friday. Uh, Dory's going to go for a blood test in the morning yep. or afternoon. Who knows? Uh, I think morning. Yeah. It's hard not to like attribute every single thing I'm feeling or doing to like possibly being pregnant. Yep. Her breasts are tender. Yeah, I like wake up, my boobs hurt. I'm like, oh, that must mean I'm pregnant. But then I'm like, maybe my boobs just hurt. Do they normally? No. Well. But like, maybe it's psychosomatic. Well, I've been craving sushi. You're pregnant. So I might be pregnant. And I don't like sushi. But I've been craving it. So who knows? And I haven't been sleeping very well. But I also, then I'm like, well, maybe I'm just anxious because of the She is. She's very anxious. Dory's not a great sleeper. She has an anxiety I think we've talked about it. Well, I wrote about it. It's it's public knowledge. Public public knowledge. I have night terrors, and I've been having them lately. Go read Dory's night terror piece. It's in the New York Magazine. No, it's in the BuzzFeed. Damn it. It's in BuzzFeed. <laughs> it's funny. It was actually supposed to be in New York Magazine, and then it never... I think they killed it, and then I ended up running it in BuzzFeed. Yeah. Well, I mean, I go. worked on it some more, but anyway. But they gave us this handy beat sheet of our embryo. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's interesting to see what they have so patient dory Schreer, partner myra matt um and there's some interesting stuff uh here grading of embryos on day three of culture okay i didn't understand that because they grade the embryos on a scale of one to five uh i don't understand this either this is, there's a lot here. Patient age at retrieval, 39.1 years. Yep. Patient age at freezing, the same. Embryos transferred one. 
there's some number there's some there's an eu which is 45 an ir which is 24.2 an mr which is 26 and a de which is 0.61 if you are a technician that works in a lab that deals with embryos what the fuck does that mean we actually we have someone right in who is a technician in a lab that deals with embryos great if you know what eu ir mr and de are please write us again i feel like if we had taken statistics we would maybe know what these these maybe. things meant so this this it tells you when it was thawed. So it was frozen on the 18th of July and thawed November 23rd. And it was frozen for 0.4 years. So almost a half year. And uh, projected likelihood of singleton. I don't know what that means. 29.9%. Twin, no percentage listed. Uh, I think that means the likelihood that I will have a baby is 29%. And I think it means the likelihood that this is a singleton. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, we, got some, uh, we got some phone calls this week. We did? We did. How can we have phone calls if you're not plugging in your computer so that we could hear such phone calls? Where's the thingy? It's right there. Oh, there it is. Oh, you're tangled up here. Let me oh, untangle God. you. Guys, this podcast is done at our dining room table. Hey, hold on. Oh, I have to untangle boy. this. Sorry, everyone. Maniac. Sorry for the delay. Okay, here we go. First time ever, Dory's going to be able to hear the voicemails because... I found a headphone splitter in my... Yeah, this is cool. Guitar. All right. Whatever. Ready? Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm not ready. I completely lied about being ready because I didn't turn the volume up. I'm going to put it up at about four and then I'll see what it needs. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Caitlin in Chicago. So uh, in this week's episode, you asked about people calling in. Did Bo, did Bo, did Bo, was that Bo? Because Bo barked at the same exact time that that stopped. He went, no, Whoa. it just stopped, which happened before. Okay, we'll play it. All right. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Caitlin in Caitlin, Chicago. we're going to hear you again. So uh, in this week's episode, you asked about people calling in to talk about their, their weight for their pregnancy test. My husband and I had a fresh transfer in 2014, and I've never encountered any weight like waiting for those results um and we had it we successfully had a pregnancy and she is a gorgeous little 16 month old right now Aww. so Yay. we actually just completed our eight day wait after a transfer and we got our very first uh negative yesterday mm-hmm. and it's Bo growled it's, at that he didn't like it either that weight was just as bad oh. um so what I will say is, regardless, don't don't pee on a stick. <laughs> you will drive yourself absolutely insane. And either way, you're still going to take the time to go to your appointment. So That's my true. recommendation is don't pee on a stick and uh, keep yourself busy. I had my transfers done on, let's see, a Friday and a Saturday. And I ended up going to work the following Monday or Tuesday, and it's just best to keep busy. Mm. So I know that it's coming up on Thanksgiving, of which hopefully you're not going to be very stressful. But keep off your feet. Uh, watch. Keep off your feet. Lots of Netflix. You didn't even do that. Of, lots of binges. Dory watched The Crown. All um, of it. Maybe maybe your own book that's going to be coming out everywhere, as Matt keeps saying. That's right. And uh, oh, uh, for Matt, 
Dory, you need to get a little Bell app on your cell phone and just ring the shit out of that thing because oh. uh, it helps a lot if the husband does oh. or the significant other does a lot of the work for you. Mm. So best of luck to you guys. Um, I love the podcast. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you. Oh, I, I mean, am... get a real Bell. Don't even why bother with a fake digital bell because then it's like oh the bell's in the living room but i'm in the bedroom alexa to tell matt alexa ring your bell so matt will come do things for me (laughs) uh i did watch most of the crown i watched nine of the ten episodes of the crown holding off on that one episode for some reason i think i might watch it tonight in bed oh interesting i know out of character yeah it is out of character. TV in bed with us. We don't do that. No. Um, how are you holding up, by the way? Who, me? You don't seem like super stressed out about it. Uh, I think my stress... Are you Jewishing about it? I think my stress gets expressed through night terrors. That is true. I came in last night. Was it last night? I came home with Bo. We went on a walk. Anyway, I came in... You were going to read, and then I came in, and you'd fallen asleep oh, very yeah, quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I looked at you while you were sleeping, and you were so sad. Oh, no. <laughs> I looked sad while I, I was I, sleeping? I, I knelt next to you, and then you you woke up from your night terror. Oh. And then I immediately told you, it's okay, Bo's here, I'm here. <sighs> I don't know what you're... And you, were, you said it was about medicine. Oh, dear. Yeah. You're like, I just, I don't know if I, did I, I took the medicine, I think. That's what you said. Oh, no. You don't remember waking up from that one? No. I remember you coming in. I remember reading and being really tired and looking at the clock and being like, wow, it's not even 10 o'clock and I'm going to go to sleep. And then you came in and you were like, you said you were going to read. I didn't know you were going to fall asleep. And I was like. (sighs) Yep. Yeah, so that's how her stress is dealing. It's a night terrors. Um, but anyway, thank you, Caitlin, for for calling in. And it actually, I think, I think in some ways it was good that it was Thanksgiving, but in some ways, I didn't have enough distractions. No, I think it was good. It gave you sort of like a thing. You know, we ordered, we didn't cook. That's true. Stress, that's true. Sort of stressless. Yep. 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 Um. Should we uh, should we listen to another? We want to break it up and go email. Oh yeah, let's go email. Want me to take the first one? Yeah, because the first one is actually addressed pretty much to you. I have uh, copies of emails thanks to uh, my producer Dory. Hi. Uh, this is for Mitchell. Hey Matt and Dory, I listen to several podcasts, but this is one of the few that actually taught me things. So thanks for that, and I hope to I hope the rest of your IVF adventure is as stress free as possible colon end parentheses that is a smiley face oh thanks mitchell taking up matt up on his episode five uh offer to give advice okay great here it is i said finally someone's asking for advice life advice it doesn't matter if it's about ivf you just let me know okay mitchell writes i'm working full-time while finishing grad school my biggest test is monday wish you luck good luck i think did you already have it or are you having it tomorrow no tomorrow well, I hope I can get this out so you can listen to it on the way to your test, because good luck, Mitchell. Uh, but my dream job would be to race cars for a living. Ooh. What are we talking? Formula One? Are we talking NASCAR? What are we, tell me. I need to know. Plate restrictors? What are we doing? 
I played it safe by going to school because trying to race for a living is like trying to do stand-up except attending open mic uh, to practice costs hundreds of dollars each time. That is true. It becomes very expensive to become a race car driver. Race car driver sounds glamorous, but like comics and actors, the majority get paid just enough to get by. But honestly, I wouldn't mind that at all. Oh, it sounds like you have a dream. Uh, in my late 20s, do you think I should make racing a primary focus with my degree to fall back on, Mitchell, I don't know what your degree is. That's going to be important when I come up and answer you here. Or accept it, it's a young man's game, and find a steady 9 to 5 that pays enough to, for me to attend amateur events on the weekends and try to be happy with that. Having put most of my time and money into schooling, I don't feel like I've given my uh, real shot uh, to racing, but I'm not trying to be delusional either. Thanks for reading, and I look forward to the next episode. Well, Mitchell. Let me think about this for a second here while I give you life advice. I don't know what you are in the process of getting your master's in. I'm curious uh, if it in any way relates to racing. Is it some, it are you going like for marketing? Because then you could go join like Letterman Racing. Oh, yeah. You know, Barnzel, what is it? Barnzel Letterman? Fenway, you can go Fenway Roush, you know? I know lovely uh, people that own that. They also own the Red Sox. That's why I know of them. Um, that's and an you interesting work, you know you could work in the periphery yeah that's interesting depending on what your degree is now you say that your dream is here's what i would here's what i do would do and did uh you're in school finish absolutely finish school i still regret that i didn't finish school even though i don't really need it um i wish i finished uh i would finish your master's get your degree Get yourself a job that allows you to, because as you said here, the majority of of race car drivers, you know, whether they're racing like, again, I want to know what kind of vehicle you're racing. <laughs> Are you doing that, that pickup truck racing? Are you doing that racing with the uh, angled spoiler on the roof? You know more Are about doing... car racing than I thought you did. What do you mean? I know a lot about everything. Not everything. I know a little bit about a lot of stuff. <laughs> but you know a lot about some stuff. That's true. Uh, that's, my, that's my question. I mean, it'd be great. Like, think about, think about it. Think about, like, working, earning a decent wage, buying yourself an Ariel Atom, and then on the weekends you take it to track day. Think about that kind of weekend. That sounds like a great weekend. And you know what? I'll go with you. <laughs> We don't even know where he lives. I know. Mitchell, I would like a follow-up email uh, with what kind of racing it is you do, what you want to be doing, what your master's degree is in, and I will give you full advice in the next episode. So thank you, Mitchell. Over to the voicemail. Oh, yeah. Next voicemail. Okay. Here we go. We have so many emails. You guys really came through. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks. 
tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Beth calling from Santa Fe, New Mexico. Oh, we were just there. And I just want to say I think you guys are and... um I really love the podcast, and every time there's a new download, I get really excited and listen to it immediately. Oh, that's very nice. Um, so I guess, Dory, you're going to be going in for your transfer tomorrow morning. I'm so excited for you, and I cannot wait um, for the positive outcome that I know it will be or it will have. I love it. She's willing it into existence. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess, let's see. So uh, my... Um, husband and I are just at the beginning of our journey with IVF and um, we've been trying just the natural way for six months Mm -hmm. and I've started to um, keep track of things and take my temperature and you know take ovulation strip Mm -hmm. ovulation strip all of that yep we've been there and um we are getting back a little bit of some feedback from like my blood results and it looks like his sperm looks good. Nice. Ability, motility, all of that is, is, is really great. great. So, um, we're happy. That counts higher than mine. That. Whatever. <laughs> I'm a little bit concerned about how to 
find the best doctor for us. Unfortunately, we don't have uh. any options. There are like two doctors in New Mexico. Yeah. So that's kind of a bummer. But I was just wondering what you guys think are, you know, the most important criteria when considering an IVF doctor. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for all of your honesty and humor and just showing up and doing that podcast. Regularly. It's not hard to show um, up. We're in our dining room. All the time. And good luck with tomorrow. Oh, thank you. Oh, thanks, Beth. I have my advice. Yeah, what is your advice? My advice is there's two. Do- if there's two IVF doctors in Santa Fe, New Mexico, then you go to both doctors and you meet them and you sit with them and you talk to them. And then you'll either get a good vibe off of them or not a great vibe off of them. And you go with the one that you feel like, okay, this person, this girl or guy gets it. And then that would that should be your doctor. I would also say if possible try to talk to people who have gone to both of these doctors yes, um, and just see what their experience was like. I feel like Santa Fe is just full of retirees. So it does not surprise I know. me that I, so, there's only two out there. So my, my other thing that I think you might want to look into driving to Albuquerque, driving, going to LA or to can't go to LA for these appointments. No, I'm, but she would have, she'd have to like come to LA for a month and do a cycle. That's insane. Who knows if people do it all the time. Thing. I'm just saying, if you have the means, it might be something to consider going to another city that has more IVF clinics. Yeah. Look, or you do a round of IVF in Santa Fe and you see how it goes. And yeah, I would start with Santa Fe. Yeah, maybe start with Santa Fe. Go to Albuquerque. Albuquerque is a bustling metropolis. It is. I mean, there's a there's a there's a I mean, what about like Phoenix? Phoenix isn't far. I mean, it's far. No, I'm not saying that they would be able to like. I am like (laughs) just dumbfounded by your craziness right now. I'm saying they would be able to stay there for a few weeks. You're just like, who can take a few weeks off to go to? You couldn't even do that. Look at we all. Luckily, lived in Los look Angeles. Look at all the international couples who are in our These waiting room all the time. Extraordinarily wealthy couples. You don't know that coming to the mainland. You don't know that. I do. No. Have you talked to any of them? No. No. Because they don't like talking. Okay. Let's hear another email. But I'm saying, but. What are you saying? I think that your advice is bananas. If you can afford it, sure. Yes. I think you don't realize that people do this all the time. Well, what do you think? Email us. Who's right here? Matt or Dory? But I will, I will also say that we we uh, met with two different doctors. And the first doctor we met with, I just didn't love her vibe. I wasn't didn't, digging on it. I didn't love how she said she would put three embryos in me. Yep. It just it just didn't sit right and with me. Drug uh, routine seemed to be excessive. Yes. So you know, think about all this Throwing stuff. Throwing like, on birth control, hitting a hard stop on that. Yeah. It's crazy. I I think, I mean, I I think this is my personal preference. So like the the less drugs you can go on, the better. But yeah. You know. Um. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think my advice was probably the best. Okay. I win again. All right. Uh, hi, Matt and Dory. This is from uh, Rachel, right? Mm-hmm. That's what this breakup means here? Yep. I didn't format this document, so I'm asking. That's correct. 
Uh, my name is Rachel. I'm currently going, currently going through my first round of IVF. First, thank you so much for doing the podcast. You're very welcome, and I wish you both the best of luck. Wait, can I just say... Do you what? Do you appreciate that I put the entire emails... I do. People write them for a reason. I they know. Take the time, and I think you know it's a. Th- I've I've never written an email to a podcast, but when I used to just be a fan of podcasts, it would have been great if that happened. Uh, I find it sad that it remains a taboo to talk about. I felt so alone. I first found out I was going to go through uh, infertility treatment. Once I started talking about it with people, I realized I actually knew a lot of strong, amazing couples that had went through the. Or are going through IVF. That is what I'm saying. <laughs> is it? Is yes. It? Yes. I, I, I feel like since we started doing this podcast, like people have come out of the woodwork. I know. And I'm like. Oh. So many people. And we, I've, we have a lot of mutual. We have a lot of friends um, who go to the same clinic as us. Yes. It's bananas. Uh Rachel goes on to say, it was very motivating and therapeutic for me to have people to relate to on such an exhausting and difficult topic. I have made it my goal to be open about my experience in case it helps any of my friends who might be going through IVF. That is amazing. 100% bonus points for you. Uh, My first question is, why do you think there's such a stigma around IVF? And why do you think most women choose not to talk about it? Hmm. I think it's yes. the patriarchy. Why are we toppling that? We're trying to. We were toppling it. Oh boy. Here's what here is and I'm being like slightly facetious but not completely facetious. Mm. I think that a lot of women who are going through IVF are a little older. Mhm. And they feel like they're being implicitly judged by society for putting their, you know, for for having their careers come earlier in their 20s and 30s and not having kids earlier and now they're like oh if i if i highlight this i'm i'm being implicitly shamed by the world and people thinking like well maybe it's kind of my fault because i waited this long and i think women take that burden onto themselves when it's like total bullshit well, particularly in our case, because my sperm count was so Particularly in our case. I think particularly in, in any case where the it's the male sperm count that might be the problem and that the couple has to go through ICSI. I think that's really on the man to be like, oh, guess what, everybody? Yeah. My the men should be like low. shouting it from the rooftops. I, I did. I, I know you did. The San Diego Comic Con podcast. That and that fifteen hundred people. That was what it thought made me think that we should do this podcast because I saw how many people were responding to you on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what the stigma is. Why there is such a stigma that the people can't have babies the old fashioned way. Um, I also, I think a lot of stuff around motherhood and fertility has become just so stigmatized and pathologized and. You know, it has to be done a certain way. And even if people aren't being judgmental, I think women internalize that other people are being judgmental Mm -hmm. or you, you know, you're projecting. And if we all just talked about it more, then there wouldn't be that those feelings. Right. That's why we're doing this podcast. That's why really. we're, and that brings us back to why we're doing this podcast. We really are doing this podcast because we're like, why aren't people talking about it? And Dory was like, I don't think anyone is talking about it on the internet let's do it and i begrudgingly said sure i'll do another podcast uh 
And now it's the one you do the most regularly. Um, well, it's the easiest. It's in my house. Uh, Rachel says, I am about two to three days before retrieval. <gasps> Good luck. Or at least I hope so if everything goes well. My next question is about the sex of the embryo. If there are embryos to choose from, do you think most couples choose the sex? My husband and I initially didn't want to know the sex until birth, but this was before science became involved. Now we have been discussing and are still undecided. I appreciate your openness in discussing this. I found your podcast so helpful. Again, sending positive thoughts. Rachel, thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Um, do a couples choose the sex? I think if I think if they, I think that's entirely up to them. They'll know the sex of the embryos if they want to, and then they can sort of. Or say to the sometimes doctor, if they go don't want to. Ooh. <laughs> like I don't think we would have asked for this for the genders or or wanted to choose the genders if they hadn't told us the gender of the first one when we didn't ask for it. Right. You think so? Yeah. I disagree. Really? Yeah, I think we would have known. And then I think we would have been like, well, what are you going to do? You want to put the boy in or the girl? It's such a weird decision that's to have our, to make. That's our, that's our voice. Yeah, that's how we talk when we're making a big decision. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it just, and for us, we know we want to have a girl. We have a very healthy male embryo, which is why we decided to go with the female embryo first, because we would like to have a girl and a boy. So... We did that in case we need to go through another round, which uh, if we do, you'll hear all about it on the podcast. Uh, is there another voicemail? There is. Oh, boy. This back and forth is amazing. <laughs> it's the right. most action-packed episode yet. Here we go. This might be our longest episode. Uh, where are we at right now? 35. Oh, shit. Okay. Hey, guys. It's CJ. I'm a regular listener to the podcast. Um, CJ. And... My wife and I are right in the middle of the uh, that two-week period of waiting, and Ugh. I've mostly dealt with it by uh, drinking whiskey every night, mm-hmm. uh, which you can't do, Dory, but uh, maybe, that, maybe that'll work for you. Believe me, um, I'm out of anyways, a bottle. Uh, good luck to you guys. Uh, I love the podcast, and uh, I look forward to hearing uh, more more episodes. Cool. CJ, thank you. Thanks, for that. CJ. That was a nice, short, and sweet. Uh, yeah, how have I been dealing with it? Uh, you know was trying to be good and then i craved sushi and ate some sushi and then you know i i, I deal with most feelings with food that's well i shuffle papers like rush limba uh yeah it was good sushi that we got though it was great uh aaron from boise idaho hey guys just want to drop a note and say i'm loving the podcast and would love to get a galley of dory's book oh hint hint she mm-hmm. asked for it uh, is she being entered in the contest? <laughs> yeah, uh, I have a list of people who are entered in the contest. Oh, that's great. But I'm going to keep it open for another week to let people. Okay. I'm almost listened. 30 and am nowhere near having kids of my own. Sounds like you're career minded. But many of my friends are starting families, and I think listening to your chats have helped me uh, be better and more empathetic friend to them. I also just find the whole IVF process really interesting. Isn't it crazy that science can do all this? Fuck yeah. It yes. It's insane. It's insane. Uh, anyway, wishing you guys best of luck on Wednesday. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. I'm going to jump down to Jess here. Hey, guys. After listening to your podcast and being blown away by just how much IVS was setting you both back financially. That's true. Uh, I decided to look into what is and what isn't covered here in New Zealand. Uh, can I just interrupt to say that? I've heard from several listeners from New Zealand. 
Uh, like a disproportionate number I of listeners from what, New Zealand. New Zealand and Australia are huge consumers of podcasts. Really? Yes. Yes. That is fascinating. Yeah. Podcast festivals there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I was like, wow, we have a lot of listeners if in the New Zealand. Of my uh, of the Nerdist, the other hosts, and myself, if we weren't so busy, we would have been in New Zealand doing some sort of podcast festival at some point. That's, I mean, they have wow. festivals there all the time. I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, so Jess continues and says, uh, turns out that if you meet a certain criteria, there's a possibility your treatment may be funded. And if the treatment is unsuccessful, it's possible to be a- assessed for funding for a second round. What? Fertility specialists will determine your eligibility by funding via a point system. Under 40, non-smoking couples who have been trying for more than a year without success and have not produced any other children usually have a pretty good shot. Ooh. Well, okay. I I will also just say, like, what about gay couples? Um, interesting question. I don't know. However, if in, ineligible for funding, a round of IVF will cost around 26000 which I suppose is standard. Apologies. Uh, is that New Zealand dollars? 26000 New Zealand. Probably. I'm going to have to say yes. Uh, all the best for the next stage of your journey, and a sincere thank you for approaching what can be a heavy subject with honesty and relatable way. Uh, Jess, thank you. Twenty six grand, huh? That's what are you doing? Are you I'm looking up the exchange rate. Okay, a, a New Zealand dollar is not worth so twenty six thousand New Zealand dollars is like eighteen thousand four hundred U S dollars. Okay, what are you telling me by that? I'm just saying, like she's you know twenty six thousand sounded a little expensive, and it is relative to what it costs here so i just wanted to see what a what a new zealand dollar costs uh-huh. a u.s dollar okay okay honey yep great job all right thank you uh tune in uh, next week for more exchange rates <laughs> we're gonna check in on the pound see how that's doing against the dollar uh, um see how the canadian dollar well, we have another voicemail great let's listen to okay. it okay hey this is brian from north carolina um, my wife and I went Brian, through you sound like IVF you're from New Zealand. earlier this year. Um, we had similar problems that you guys have gone through. Oh, nice. And so when it came time for our transfer, um, my wife obviously was very excited and wanted to do the, the test. But I talked her out of it. Um, it was very stressful because you're kind of just waiting um, and, you, and you hope and you, and you pray and you, and you kind of see what happens. But we've had friends who have taken the tests every single day. And it really kind of drives them nuts. Oh, my God, that's crazy. come back with the results. Oh, A lot of added stress, and that stress complicates the process. So I strongly advise against it. He does um, kind of sound like he's from Our first Zealand. round of IVF no, was South successful. I'm um, currently sitting here with our two twins who were born October 22nd. Oh. Little Andrew oh and Caroline, um, our little blessings. Um, everything worked out great for us, and we're hoping it works out great for you as well. Oh, thank you. Um, stay positive. Try not to think about it, you know, as, as you can, um, yeah. and then hope for the best, and we wish you guys the best. Um, the one thing uh, that we did find so, um, some kind of comfort in was hearing other people's stories because some of our friends' IVF stories were sometimes much worse than ours. Mm. Um, instead of doing progesterone shots, they were doing suppositories and they were scraping and all these crazy Oof. things you read about in the message boards. A lot of our friends had to go through that and been much more successful. Ooh. We're glad in hearing the podcast that you guys are kind of following the method that we did um, in terms of treatment, which was very successful. Because I'm sitting here with two little babies who are looking at me 
want to know when their mother's going to get home and feed them. Um, but best of luck. Um, big fan of the podcast. Uh, and all our friends who are kind of going through the same thing and the kind of infertility drill, um, sending them your way. So hopefully they, oh, they listen and they buy the book. Yes, buy the book. Bye. Again, that's Startup, <laughs> a novel by Dory Shafrir. Boy, if we can clear the cost of IVF with that book, I'll be so happy. Uh, thanks, Brian. Uh, Brian, are you from South Africa? Or are you just from some sort of borough outside of Charlotte that has that accent? It was amazing. It was a charming accent. Uh, I, I will say he reminded me of something that I wanted to share with our listeners, which was uh, that day when you had left for work and we forgot to do my shot. Yeah, I had to take Bo to daycare. And I gave myself the shot. Yeah. And it it I think I aimed too high. Yeah. And oh god, it she is, almost broke the needle. It is not going in. Yeah. And then I took it out and the needle was bent at like a seventy five degree angle. That's accurate. Yeah. I was I was actually pretty good at uh angle stuff. <laughs> Geometry, yeah, angle stuff, and trigonometry. I was really good at angle stuff. <laughs> I have a pretty good angle stuff uh, background. Uh, okay, let's see. There's so many. Of I these. know. I don't. I don't think we're gonna have time to read all of them, but I do want to read Kylie's. Okay, I Kylie. will read Kylie. Oh, you'll read Kylie. Yeah, I'll read Kylie. God. It's a two-parter. I love a two-parter. Yeah. Okay. So cliffhanger. Kylie first wrote to us at nine thirty-two in the morning. Good morning. I just wanted to shoot you guys an email because I just listened to the first episode of your IVF podcast and I'm so excited. My name is Kylie. I'm 22 years old and I just recently graduated college. I actually went to school down in Southern California, but I'm originally from Washington and came back after school. After college, I got hired at an IVF clinic in Seattle called Pacific Northwest Fertility and IVF Specialists. I actually work in the lab. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. <clears throat> this is, could be the person who's going to answer all of our questions for us. I originally got hired six months ago as a lab tech running the blood test for all the patients and just recently started learning andrology, semen analysis, etc., I am so excited that I found your podcast. Our receptionist actually told me about it the other day, and I went to listen to it right away. I just want to say that I think it's awesome how open you guys are about all of this because I definitely agree. People are so weird when it comes to talking about IVF, fertility struggles, et cetera, when it is so much more common than they all think. I also love the way you guys interact with each other. Sounds like you've got a great thing going. Oh, you Aww. should be here all the other times. I take the bus to and from work each day, so I'm sure I'll be caught up by midweek. I just wanted to drop you guys an email and also say good luck with your IVF cycles. I'll definitely be rooting for you guys. Is that the, the nicest email? That was a very nice email. But where's the cliffhanger? Okay. So then at 3.16 p.m. Austin 3.16. Same day, uh-huh. I got the following email uh-huh. from Kylie. Great. So I lied in my first email. Uh-huh. Oh. I just finished the entire podcast today. 
<laughs> Whoops. But just wanted to say good luck on Wednesday. And I shared the podcast with our IVF lab director. Oh. Best wishes, Kylie. Thank you, Kylie. Yeah. I, I thought that was really cool because I, I do... I think I, I think that it, it it would be nice for people who work in these IVF clinics to hear, the, hear human the human side to see that we're not just numbers. Yeah, and we're not just like like we're not just this. We're not just this. collections of cells on a microscope slide. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what an embryo is supposed to look like, by the way. So I can't tell if that's a good-looking embryo or a bad embryo. Or like a or meh embryo. What's going on there? A membryo. Okay. Okay. Um, so I think we have time for one more email. Oh my God, this is like there's so many great emails. Here. I know. I think we can. I think we can trickle them out to other episodes, though. Well, then we're gonna have to. Okay. So if we're gonna do that. Yeah. Uh, and again, guys, please keep sending emails. It helps us to get through the podcast and it helps us know that people are listening and it helps us just know we are existing for a reason. Uh, Dory. Oh, well, that is a continuation of an email that is on this page. So if you would like to read that email, it starts here. Uh, I, you know what? I, I wasn't going to read this one, but okay. then I saw that blokes was in the vernacular, so I assume they're from the UK, and now I'm going to no. find out. Where are they from? They're from New Zealand. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you still have the queen on your money. I wasn't that far off. <clears throat> Danielle. Danielle writes. She she included her Twitter handle, which I feel At like we should. D. Anderson 76. D-E-E Anderson. 76 probably means you were born in 1976 like my brother a year before dory also martin made a d35 bicentennial edition that came i was out conceived that year. in 1976 oh boy uh Dale writes hi guys you said you wanted to hear experiences with the waiting results uh we've had a few so we can put in our two cents worth. Now, as Dory will point out, a New Zealand two cents is not <laughs> quite worth. It's worth about I'm embarrassed a, a for her, guys. Okay. Waiting time, which Danielle's currently in. Find out on Sunday, November 27th. Finding out today, the oh day God. we're recording. Oh, Danielle. Oh, yes. Luck. Knocking on all the Actually, wood. Actually, they already found out yesterday because it's New Zealand and they're 24 hours ahead of us. Um, okay. It's a bit nerve-wracking, I must say. My husband, I think, finds this period easier than I do because he can lose himself in his work, eat normally, and doesn't have hormones messing with his head. However, I'm emotional, trying to hold it together, but am reminded at least six times a day when I have to think about my meals. Can I eat that? Oh, I can't have wine and drug time. Estrogen three times a day, progesterone, vaginal suppositories. Give him a shot of the butt. Three times daily. You were on a lot of drugs, Dan. Whoa. She gets a butt shot three times a day? Looks like it. Shit. Wow. We do it once. This time. Who knows what happens next time? That's true. Pre-planning. This is uh, advice from her. She says, pre-plan. Get what you can get done before you get the embryo implanted. Order food, frozen meal. We did order Thanksgiving. Uh, cleaning. Anything with heavy lifting. This will bring you and your body uh, great stress and increase your body temperature too much. 
Mm. Personally, I mowed the lawns the day before because they were growing so fast, and I knew it would bug me if I was unable to do it. Uh, make social engagements you have as fun and as easy as possible. Distraction is key. Line up a list of movies, go for walks, meet up with friends or copies, whatever it takes. This is, I wish we had this email previous to that. Um, day of the result. Again, distraction. Plan something. Do some work. Throw yourself into the project you've been putting off. Get others to distract you, etc. Between the blood tests and when you're due to get the call. What's your plan? To head back into BuzzFeed? Well, I'm going back to work tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I have... I have nightly plans a couple nights this week. Oh. I'm I'm actually reading or I'm I'm no, I'm not reading. I'm storytelling on Thursday night. If anyone is in LA, you can come see me tell a 3-minute story about a teenagehood with Jason Diamond, who is a wonderful writer who has a new book out called Searching for John Hughes that is just spectacular. Um, and it, he is hosting this event at the last bookstore in downtown LA at 7.30 p.m. on Thursday. You're plugging live events. This is great. So you should come. It's me and a bunch of other local LA authors and Jason. And it's, it's going to be a real good time. 7.30 p.m.? 7.30 p.m. on Thursday. What's the date Thursday the 1st? Yeah. Yeah, Thursday the 1st. Yeah. So uh, you know, if you're I here. I will not be there. It's free. I'll be stuck at So Sony. the last bookstore, which is a great bookstore in downtown LA. The last bookstore downtown LA. Go check out Dory. Um, plan to be together or at home when you get the news. Oh, we were together. Oh, when we get the news, that's not that's going to happen. Uh, I once got the news at work and couldn't keep my shit together and had to leave. I might work from home Friday. Good or bad, if you can get the afternoon off work, do it. Your brain will be elsewhere anyway, and you'll just want to be with your partner. Oh, oh hmm. We usually crack open the whiskey. A lot of whiskey drinkers in the audience. Uh, I listen. I'm. I'm right I know here. you're one of them. I drink scotch usually. Oh, the other night you were drinking vodka. What was we, that about? Because we, I was out of scotch. Oh. Yeah. We're out of scotch. I was out of McKellen. Oh, we have that bourbon. We have bullet. Yeah. Yeah. We're now staring at our liquor shelf, everybody. I mean, for people uh, who don't really drink, we have a lot of liquor. It's because people bring over booze. That's true. Like, there's like a there's a giant handle of Captain Morgan, which I cannot imagine ever drinking. Yeah. Unless we do, like, tropical drink night. <laughs> okay. It's not something we would ever do. <laughs> uh, the tears will probably happen. It's part uh, of that, and I think it's to release the underlying tension you've been carrying around for the last two weeks. The main thing that shocked me with the negative result was the anger I felt. I just wanted to punch something. Each time I figured uh, that I was a social nightmare for approximately 10 days after the result. I would cry and or fly off the handle at random times. So I just let myself ride it out, drank what I wanted, exercised if I wanted, laid about if I wanted, socialized if I wanted, hid away if I wanted. After 10 days, my free pass was over and I had to get back to the real world and look after myself. Positive results just had me shock. Serious shock. After a after so long, it was so weird. Seventh try. Ooh. Wow, you guys. That's incredible. Then you start worrying. The pregnancy failed in about eight weeks. Ooh. But I had actually gotten pregnant. Whoa. That's for the bloke's response. My husband has got used to feeling helpless, but he is as supportive as he can be. He lets me ride it out uh, and... And he lets things slide that he normally pull me up on. 
he learned when to pick his battles and when he needs to push back, uh, push me back to normalcy. I'd be lost without him. He's my rock. But grief has come to him too, just in a different way and a different speed. Everyone is different, of course. And I have everything crossed for a successful transfer and a positive result for both of you guys. Danielle, we have our fingers crossed for a positive result for both of you guys because you had your transfer. You're in the waiting period now. I so hope yeah, it's positive. Me too. My fingers and my toes are crossed. <sighs> Danielle, you're a fucking trooper going through yeah. that seven times. Man. With all those drugs. Wow. Good God. Um, I, I I think I think we're gonna end on that note. That's not a great note to end on. Oh, you think we should end on a better note? I mean, it's like well, I guess we can end on the note of giving Danielle and and her husband uh positive vibes. Yeah, wishing them luck and wishing wishing everyone luck who's That's going through last, this right, right the now. The last thing that, that they'll hear today is that they we're wishing them luck. Yeah, exactly. Danielle, husband, unnamed husband, good luck. Good luck. And uh, just a reminder to everyone, you can call us at 413-461-BABY. Yeah, 413-461-BABY. If you're like, oh, I don't want to read an email. I mean, if you're going to send us a voicemail, your chances are almost 100% that you're going to be heard on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and again, Mitchell B., let me know. Let me know what you're in school for. Yeah, Dory and Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. They yeah. both work. Let me know what uh, what you're at school for. Let me know what kind of racing you want to be doing. Let me know what kind of car you drive now. I'm going to guess it's a GTI Golf. You have a lot of questions for Mitchell. Yeah, we're going to be best friends. Okay. He doesn't know yet. All right. Okay. Well, he knows now. Well, yeah, we're going to be racing all the time. Okay. Can't have a motorcycle. At least I can have a race car. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Go see Dory at the Last Bookstore on Thursday if you're in Los Angeles. Um, leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a review on iTunes. Subscribe. If you know other people who are going through IVF uh, and you think this podcast might help them, point them in that direction. We're here to just talk about it and let everybody know. Yep. Uh, it's not weird. It's cool. It's super cool and a bunch of bullshit. Okay. Uh, Bye, everyone. We don't have a real sign-off. No. Mm, we should invent one. I think people should send us their ideas for a That sign-off. just sounds complicated. Does it? Yes. All right. Guys, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. What if that's it? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>